Hey everybody, welcome to the Grace Life Fellowship Podcast. On today's episode, we have another edition of Conversations in Grace. This time, Jesse sits down again with Pastor Tim to talk about surrender. We hope you enjoy it. Here's Jesse. Welcome, everybody. It's Jesse and Tim here. Tonight, we're going to talk about surrendering. Uh, Tim, I think uh, one, one of the themes that I hear a lot in Christianity is that I have to surrender. We hear a lot of worship music. You know, I surrender all. I yeah. surrender all. We sing yeah. that. Um, I know here, there's a here lot you go, of... Here you go, knocking hymns again, I know, Jesse. I, yeah, well, you know me. <laughs> um. I think that there is a an initial surrendering. Um, Will we agree on that? Tell me what you mean by like, it. <laughs> I mean, at, at salvation or at um, in confessing and becoming a Christian, that initial moment of surrendering your life and um, I guess, you know, repentance... Yeah, all that kind of flows together. Yeah, I, so so, but is, but is it something? I guess my question is: Is it something that we are to do continually, kind of like forgiveness or repentance? Uh, is it something that we should be doing continually? Should I be surrendering all all day long? Um, you know, less of me and more of Him. Kind yeah, of an idea. So I know? would say no to that that sure, question. Yeah. Um, and even when you say, you know, is there an initial surrender? Like when we are lost and come to faith in him, receive right. I'm a rebel. In, invitation. Yeah, I'm, I'm an enemy of God. Right. And, um, and then I finally surrender. Uh, I, I'm okay if, if, if we want to say it that way. It's not necessarily a biblical term, um, but we, we certainly all understand the idea that I was far from God. He's the one who pursues, right? right. I mean, this, this, this God that we have, um, you know, has been referred to as the hound of heaven, and he's got your scent. Uh, when I think of it that way, I think, you know, even in the Psalms, in Psalm 23, it says, surely goodness and mercy will pursue me all the days of my life. Mm -hmm. So I think this, really, this idea is that God's got you in his sights because he loves you. For God so loved the world that he sent his son. I mean, he he's done an all and inclusive act in terms of inviting everybody to this incredible love. So when we think of him as the pursuer, not so much us, I'm good with the idea that eventually when he catches us, right? <laughs> when, when his love catches up to us and we, we come to our senses, we, we surrender to it. Right. But once we, once we've come into the family, once we've become a believer, a Christian, a child of God, um, Certainly, there's not this progressive or ongoing idea in terms of using the word surrender because, because no longer are we his foe, right? We're, we're his child. And so I think the better word to use, the better idea that helps put the idea of what our relationship really is like with him. You know, the scripture in Romans 6, it says, present yourself. So present or offer are much better words for the concept to, to help us with the idea of what, the, what is this relationship like with God? I mean, 
when you think of surrender, Jesse, do you think of surrendering to a father, a friend, or an enemy? Like when we yeah, talk I mean, about, I, I, I've always seen it uh, as it not applying to me because I feel like me and God are on the same team, and yeah, I don't need to surrender to. So, him. so that's a great way to say it. Like that, if, yeah. if you're on a team with somebody, say it's a basketball team, yeah, um, or even we don't talk about surrendering to our teammates. We we talk about right. offering ourselves in a in a participation, right? Because right. we have a common goal, uh, you know, against a common opponent, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so we don't use words like, "Well, let's surrender to each other." So, I, I just don't think it 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 yeah. lends our minds to the healthiest view of our relationship with God. Yeah. We we. I think some of the terms that we hear are like let go and let God yeah. or uh, or get out of the way yeah. kind of thing. You know, let God do his work and yeah. uh, all the things that your, you know, your sin is getting in the way and you've got to surrender. And it's it's almost like a work um, or an expectation to 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 clean yourself up. Sure. In, in, in his presence so that he can work within you. Yeah. What do we what do we do with this? incredible, incredible truth and reality that the moment we receive Jesus Christ, he made us righteous, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He brought us into right standing with himself. He imparted, imputed, he yeah. made us righteous. Right. When we were still enemies. Yeah. So when I think about that, I think God now doesn't see me as in his way. He's actually put me in, in his, his way. way to express his life through to right. a lost and hurting world. Yeah. So, 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 you know, Romans 6 again, offer yourselves as instruments of God, yeah. you know. Or a living and, sacrifice. Well, that's right. So, so too many believers think that they are the obstacle to God. And they, so they'll yeah. say things like, I need to get out of his way. Right. And I, and well, I, yeah, if you're I, the light of the world. How could you? He's declaring that through you, right, you're his instrument. He, yeah, that's right. So it's it's this beautiful union and participation. Think about the analogies in Scripture, right? He's the bridegroom; we're the bride. Yeah. Have you ever told your bride, "Hey, in this marriage, I need you to get out of the way, so that I can be expressed, so I can perform"? <laughs> tell, tell me how that would go. Yeah. <laughs> what, tell yeah. me what Sam would uh, say to that, yeah. right? I go. So we, we see that it it wouldn't work. What if it's what if it's this way with God? Hey, it's not all of God and none of me. It's all of God and all of me yeah. in union. a beautiful union and yeah. a participation in a marriage, right? Where where the two have become one in spirit and his life gets expressed through me rather than instead of me, right? Mm-hmm. The gospel, the new covenant is not Christ instead of me. It's Christ in me, right? It's Christ in us. So, so this this religious language that sounds really good. I get it. I understand what you know. Oh, it sounds very pious. Oh yeah, let less of I, me and I more surrender. of him. I must. I mean, John the Baptist said, "I must decrease and he must There's increase." increase. Yeah. the The difference between that is, first of all, that's before the cross, and that was John's ministry. He was the forerunner of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And he said he actually was saying. My ministry now, this preaching of repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, my ministry must decrease. Yeah. His must increase. We're now in a union with Jesus Christ. 
Jesus yeah. is not looking at it saying, you must decrease. He's actually saying, hey, I, I want you to know that if that, that what I've done in you and what I've done for you and to you is I have made you righteous. And he now wants to express his life through us, us participating. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So what do we do in this, uh, you know, after salvation, we've been saved, um, but usually we're not, you know, miraculously transformed in the instant as far as behavior, sure. right? And the person, you the mean new you heart. You, all your behavior didn't change the moment you got saved? Right, right. So <laughs> is there is there is there something to this constant surrendering? Like I, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to perform, uh, uh, you know, make the right choices, be a Christian, uh, follow the rules, and um, you know, trying to become what I think is. A, a good Christian, right? Yeah. I mean, we're trying this whole the whole period of sanctification, I guess is what I'm saying. Is this not us constantly surrendering in order for God, you know, in order for us to become mature in Christ? Yeah, I, I still say surrendering is not the best word. Yeah. Right? It's offering. I'm so so how much of you was made righteous the moment you received Jesus? Yeah, all of me. What's still lacking then? Nothing. I'm uh so the expression of it. We're growing in that. Yeah. So our the attitudes, our, yeah, our attitudes and actions right. are growing in the likeness of what's been done in us and to us, right? So I say, what needs what needs ongoing? What's what's still happening is that my my attitudes and actions are maturing, um, but I'm not becoming more holy as that happens, right? Right. So so when I think of surrender, I think of God has still got work to do in me in terms of changing me. And the reality is he's done that. Um, So now I offer myself to the God who loves me like this and lives in me. And guess what happens in my attitudes and actions? Mm, I I start to, they start to transform. Why? Because I believe the truth that I've been transformed. (laughs) And, And so when God makes a command now, we see it differently. When God says, be holy, Jesse, even as I am holy. He's not so much telling you where the finish line is in terms of where you need to get to. He's telling you where the starting point was right. and what he made you, right? Right, yeah. Uh, Psalm 37 says, delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. Um, so we're actually, by delighting in the Lord, he's actually just we're just showing an, an outward expression of what's on the inside now that we've been changed. That's right. That's right. So it's the, we're, we're, we're honing in on the perfect expression of the, of what's already made perfect. Yes. Yeah. Not, not because, <laughs> I'm, trying to, not because I'm trying to get that out. <laughs> yeah. Not because we have to surrender. That just, that just makes it feel like he's on the other team. Right. And I, and I, we're and in he's an enemy. We're in a constant battle. Like, like the problem with, 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 um, the problem with everything is that I'm not changed yet. Right. I'm going, no, God's got an instrument that he's using and or playing with, and and he's the he's the master. And we get to offer ourselves to this master, and then beautiful music comes through the fabric of our lives because we're in union with God. I just I think so many people struggle in their concept of how they're relating to God. 
and how he's thinking of them, right? Mm-hmm. So God's not up there going, I need to break this person and get them to surrender. I need to finally get them to the end so that they'll finally do what I need them to do. I go, no, all of that was finished at the cross. Yeah. And God has now entered into us in terms of, of his spirit, and we are made righteous just as he is righteous. And he's going, here's what we can do together now. And it's not in spite of us. It's through us, right? right. Um, we are not God's enemy. John 15, I no longer call you slaves. I call you friend. How can we be Jesus's friend and God's enemy? How can we be Jesus's friend? And a lot of I hear this a lot from Christians. I'm my own worst enemy. <laughs> you, ever, you ever heard it? Oh, yeah. We probably said it, right? Yeah. Actually, it's it's if you're a believer, it's not true. Yeah. Well, yourself is. I mean, I think that stems from the fact that we feel like we're in the way of God being able to, you know, work a perfect work. Yeah. God never says that. Yeah, he never says that. And <laughs> but what he does says is what he does say is that you're already perfect. Yeah. And and. I who began it will complete, complete it. it. And how is he going to complete it? Through the one right. that he accepts and loves. Right. And I'm thinking what's imperfect yet is our attitudes and actions. Mm-hmm. And God is okay with the maturing process. Well, we know it's not based on behavior. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So so I don't think it's very healthy for us as Christians to walk around going, I need to surrender to God. Yeah. As though he's an enemy, as though he's uh, a taskmaster, as though as though I'm not compatible with him, right? right. We, we got a new heart the moment we got saved, and our desires are consistent with God's desires. Yeah. So it's not about surrendering. It's about, really, it's about knowing that and then offering myself, right? Presenting myself. Oh, I, I want what God wants here. Father, yeah. I offer myself to you. Thank you. You know, um, and Romans 12 says this is the only reasonable thing to do, <laughs> right? And, and so, and, and then we will, we will prove God's will because his will is Jesus, as you have said many times, yeah. right? So I, I think when we talk about surrender, we're still talking about this religious battle. You know, I've got I've to beat down who I am in order for God to express who he is. And right. actually God says, I'm going to exalt who I've made you to be. Right. Yeah, um, so yeah we're, that, we're trying to beat down uh, who we think we want to be. Yeah, we're, like we, we want to be that rebellious sinner, you know. And but what we actually want is to be who God made us to be. That's that's the desire of our heart. That is the desire of our heart. Yeah, and 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 so that's why we feel bad when we sin. Yeah, so we're back to kind of this classic phrase we hear all the time: "We're sinners." Saved yeah. by grace, and yeah. I'm thinking, well, you're you're you've you've started a believer off on the wrong foot, <laughs> because now they're trying to get to not being a sinner, yeah. and and how are they going to get there if if Jesus hadn't gotten them there, right? So so I say the scripture is loaded with we are saints, we are saints, we are saints, yeah. we're holy ones of God. Now we don't always act like it. We certainly don't always feel like it. Um, but there's no cause or reason scripturally for us not to believe it. Right. We are saints. Now, from that starting point, from from the, the reality that God has done his work and he has made me, he has made me righteous. I'm in right standing with God. He 
approves of me. He accepts me. He delights in me. Um, when I, he's pleased with me. When I begin to believe this, and it takes some faith to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Based on my own feelings and actions. When I begin to believe this, I then operate from a whole different source. Yeah. Um, not in order to get God to be pleased with me or accept me or approve of me based on my behavior, but my behavior is actually motivated by the reality that he's approved, he's, he's pleased with me, he's approved of me, and he accepts me. So it's the starting point. It's not the ending point. Yeah, so it just shows how important it is to know your identity as a saint. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it can feel like it's prideful. You know, right. we don't we don't sit there boasting that we're saints based on our performance. Right. We it's very humbling to say, I'm a I'm a I'm right. a holy Because it's not of a, God. something you've done, it's what Jesus did. It was received. Right. And the will of God is that you be a saint. Absolutely. That you are a saint. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so, that's pretty amazing. It's a gift. Yeah, so a gift. so so Romans five seventeen to those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Well, I thought righteousness was a an event. It was an ad, it was an action. <laughs> right. It was something I had to do. Right. You know, hey, act good, be righteous. No, it's a gift right. that I received the moment I received the one who is righteous, Jesus Christ. So righteousness was gifted to me. Well, that doesn't create me being boastful in my own ability. That humbles me in the the incredible magnitude of the gift we've received. Hmm. Everything I ever wanted, everything you ever wanted, you received in him. Yep. You, you, have you ever been given like an, an unbelievable gift? Yeah. Did it did you walk around, especially to the one who gave it to you, going, look what I got? Yeah. Look what I did. Yeah. No. no. It's very humbling. Right. It's it it creates an attitude of thanks. And, and gratitude and humility. Um, we're so afraid that we're going we're gonna to use this the wrong way and spin this and go, look, I'm righteous. Well, it's, it's not a banner based on my ability. It's a, it's a banner based on our humility to receive from him who gave it to us. Yeah. Um, it's very humbling to agree with God with what he's done in us. But it's still true. Yeah. Yeah. So we can say that instead of saying, I surrender all, we can say, I agree with all. Amen. Amen. Because, so so you're, you're rewriting <laughs> classic hymns, and I <laughs> yeah. love it. But but again, not to knock, you know, not to be a, a yeah, grace Pharisee over yeah, the words yeah, of a hymn. Right. The reality is, because um, that, that, if it's talking about at the moment of salvation, well, but, but yeah. the reality is God gave up all right for God so loved that he gave his son his son is all he's mm-hmm. all in all right and I'm thinking when we think about what God has offered and then he and and then we have received his offer yeah. th- this relationship has been changed completely yeah and we're not we're not changing ourselves to receive but we're receiving to be changed because God's the one who does the work. God's the one who does the changing. That's right. And I'm not talking about behavior. We're talking about identity. That's right. We're talking about who you are, a That's saint. That's right. And 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 that reality, that reality now, as I begin to walk by faith in it, does change my attitudes and actions. So right. so so 
um, sure is this, that we have verses like Philippians 1. He who began a good work in you. Be sure to complete it. We'll, we'll complete it. That's right. In the day of Christ Jesus. Well, well what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I am the vine, you are the branches. Every branch in me produces fruit. Right. Right. A good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree doesn't. Right. So, so the reality is God has already given us the prognosis. You're a fruit bearer for all your life. It's a description of who you are as a child of God. You, you're, the work that was began in you, God will finish it. Faithful is he who began it, he'll also finish it, right? Yeah. So, so the reality is that over the course of your lifetime, we know that God's going to do what he's promised to do. So you don't even have to worry about, am I getting better? Am I? Man, we just get to relax in the joy and freedom of knowing he's at work in us. He's at work in us, and we don't have to sit here now and evaluate every intent and motive of our of our heart. Mm-hmm. We already trust that the motive of our heart is consistent with His, mm-hmm. and, and we walk in freedom. It doesn't mean we'll always act accordingly, right. but we don't have to worry about whether we're 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 in right standing yeah. or in right because if behavior got you there in the first place, you'd be in big trouble. We all would be in big trouble. That's right. Some more than others. Some more than others. <laughs> but that, so, so the cross of Jesus Christ, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, levels the playing field. It's not according to your performance, right? So I get to live in the freedom and joy of knowing that I no longer try to surrender to God. I've offered myself to the God who gave himself to me, and we live in a beautiful harmony. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. All right, that does it for today's conversation. Uh, We'll be back again next week as Jesse again sits down with Pastor Tim to talk about the finished work. We hope you enjoyed it this week, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.